Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God for our sermon this morning is just one verse from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Dear friends in Christ, first of all, it's an honor and a privilege to be back uh, invited to the Fawn of Life pulpit. Secondly, I'd, I'd like you to think back on this past year to July 9th and 10th. D- did anything change when the clock struck midnight on July 10th from the day before on July 9th? Now, you were probably asleep, but when you woke up the next morning, was there, was there anything different about how, how life was, how your community was, your household? What about... October 15th and 16th, or, or March 4th and 5th? Any, anything changed from, from when you went to bed that night to, to the next day? Now, if, if it was your birthday, if it was an anniversary, something significant happened either in the past or the present, maybe you remember how things were, but, but really it's just one day kind of turning into the next. And that's exactly what it's like this, this just a couple days ago on Friday night, December 31st, turning into to January 1st on Saturday morning, right? No big deal. No big change. Oh, it's, it's so much more than that, though, when it's a, it's a brand new year. It, it's, a, it's a chance for a new beginning, it feels like. It's, it's, it's a time and an opportunity to make some changes in life that you've been thinking about. It's, it's a whole new year filled with possibilities. Let's go. Happy New Year. Now, some people really are looking forward to this, this new year. It's got to be better than, than the last two years, right? It, there might be something that's on the counter that you're really looking forward to. And, and so you welcome the new year. You're looking forward to it. you got a good plan this has a lot of hope. Other people, maybe not so much. I mean, maybe, maybe there's something on the calendar that you're not looking forward to. Maybe, maybe this has just, just gone on and on, and you thought 2021 was going to be better, and then, and then you were introduced to the Delta variant and the Omicron and the surge, and you're like, is life never going to get back to normal? Well, in all, in all the changes that occur, in, in all the sameness that seems so routine, today we're going to talk about someone who never changes, something that is good and always good for us, the changeless one, the, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and always, and will take great comfort and strength from knowing our Savior Jesus abides with us forever. Now, whether or not you think that the, it's a big deal to, to, to head into a new year and you're really looking forward to it, or it's, you kind of shrug your shoulders at it, um, the truth is something did happen over the past year and is going to happen in the new year, and that is we're all going to age. We're all going to get a little bit older. We're going to lose even more hair. We're going to have... Wrinkles that deepen, the enamel on our teeth is going to weaken ever so slightly. That's because we are in 
decay. Now, now when you're in your 50s, you, you feel that. When you're 17, you don't think anything is ever going to slow you down. I spent New Year's Eve, my wife and I, with our, our daughter and son-in-law up in Castle Rock and one of their friends, and, and he said, yeah, I'm 31 now, I'm an old man, and, and, I, and I thought, well, you know, you, you don't think, think of that as being old, and when you're young, you don't think you're ever going to get old, but it happens, right? Everybody ages, and with age, there is decay, nothing lasts. Dishwashers leak, car batteries die, and we all get older. You don't really notice that, of course, um, unless you haven't seen someone for five and a half years. Or you look at a, a, a home movie from, from 10 or 20 years ago, and you see how much you've changed. You don't really notice those things, but I, I tell you, I should point out that before some of you who remember me and now are thinking, boy, I didn't know Pastor Ulohan got so negative as he got older. There, there's something good from noticing change and decay. There's, there's something good from recognizing that we age and get older. And that is if it forces us to look at someone who never ages, someone who's always there for us, someone who's always going to be consistent, and that is Jesus, who's always the same, which means he's always there abiding with us forever. Always at the end of a calendar year, there's those lists, the top 10 uh, you know, business advances of the past year, the, the top 10 worst tragedies that happened. There's, there's always lists at the end of the year, and, you know, every once in a while, you'll, you'll hear kind of a feel-good story, too. Uh, a futuristic look at, at some technology that's being invented and we're going to be able to make use of in the new year. Or, or there's some business or, or investment, financial investment forecast that, that looks good for the new year. There's, there's this mix of good and bad that is looked upon in the past and then also looked forward to in the future. And, and sometimes, you know, that's, that's something that will inspire you, but boy, none of us were feeling very good about what we heard of uh, a couple days ago that happened in Boulder County. I mean, if you live in the mountains, maybe you expect once in your lifetime there's going to be a fire or a flood or, or some natural disaster, but when you live along the front range, you're not expecting what happened in those communities of Superior and, and Lafayette and, and those areas. A thousand homes were destroyed and lives were shattered forever. But, but whenever that happens, right, after a couple days and maybe a couple weeks, there's a good story that emerges. I remember that with the Waldo Canyon fire and the, and the Black Forest fire, the Haman fire. There's always a hero that, that displays bravery and rescues and saves, certainly our first responders. But I already even heard about an Amazon driver that rescued a family in Superior because their car wouldn't start and they got out safe. Those stories kind of renew your faith in humanity, at least temporarily. 
Because, right, for every good story of, of a human being saving another, for every good law that's passed that protects citizens, for, for every good thing like that, there's just as many stories about, about murder and, and, and crime and violence and hate and divide. And we learn something. Even the best of people we can't depend on to save everyone to come to everyone's rescue. And what about when it's not a big event? What about it's everyday life and there's somebody that's getting older and they're lonely and nobody checks in on them? What about the people with real mental health issues that don't know how they even got into their homeless, jobless situation and they certainly don't know how to get out of it? What about the, the middle-aged, middle-income family that looks so nice on the outside, but inside, that marriage is barely hanging on. There's, there's pain experienced by husband and wife and, and children, scars that may last a lifetime. We can't depend on any one person to always be there to rescue any new law that is going to bring us out of the brink. And you know what? To add to that list of disappointments, unfortunately, we have to look at ourselves. This section of Hebrews contains a couple verses. They, they almost read like New Year's Day resolutions. They're called under, under the English tabs, final exhortations. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Show hospitality. Remember those in prison. Honor marriage. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Boy, those sounds like good things to do. Maybe we will even resolve to be better at, at showing love to our brothers and sisters. Maybe we'll even honor our marriage better than ever before. We, we have all these ideas of, of how we're going to do things better. And you know what, the New Year's is as good as time as any to kick them off, and a month later we're kicking ourselves because we've learned something, that it is much harder to learn a new good habit than it is to continue in an old evil. We need help. We need rescue. We need pardon and forgiveness, and we get it every single day with the one who changes not, the one who is always the same with his chief characteristic of mercy, our Savior Jesus. Never once when we approach the table and, and receive the Lord's own body and blood do we fail to receive full forgiveness and atonement for our guilt. Not once. Never once when there's baptism does that water connected to the word fail to wash perfectly clean and present a pure child of God. Never once when we hear absolution is it absent because God's promise of forgiveness is unconditional, does not depend on our effort, does not depend on our asking. It's there. That's because, as we learn in, in the whole book of Hebrews, and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once 
for all. You know, that's, that's really the whole theme of the book of Hebrews. There's no one better than Jesus. There's no one that you can go to or no thing that you can go to that's going to bring you that kind of peace and that kind of calm and comfort and strength. There, there's nothing better than Jesus. His once and for all sacrifice was once and done and complete and finished and for all, every single one of us. His sacrifice sticks. His, his love for us cannot change. We will not be separated from him because he is always there for us. I've loved that last hymn that we sang. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. It's not really a New Year's Day hymn, so thank you, Pastor Merton, for getting it into the service for me. I've loved that hymn, and, and it fits so well with this section from Hebrews. Think of that little phrase that we sang already. Change and decay, and all around I see. O thou who changes not, Abide with me. The, the man who wrote it, wrote it three weeks before he died of tuberculosis. And, and you can catch that in the flavor of, of some of the later verses. That's why this is a hymn that is oftentimes sung at funerals. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee in life and in death, O Lord, abide with me. You and I can sing the words of this hymn long before our funerals. O Lord, you don't change. Abide with me. Dear God, in this new year ahead of, of unknown blessings and unforeseen challenges and difficulties, abide with me. Jesus, you never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and always. And so abide with me in this new year with everything that I've got on my plate and need to do. Abide with me. And he does. You know, I, I began this sermon by saying, you know, nothing really changes that much between December 31st and January 1st, except a year ago, it, it did for me. I, I took a new call and began my work as a mission counselor. So some of you remember Pastor Burkholz. I'm doing that same job that, that he still does. And you, you chiefly, you travel around to the districts assigned to you, and you help start new mission churches, and then see in those first couple of years that they get a, a, a good thing going. And so that's what I do chiefly, but you know, I'm... I, in that travels, I, I get to go to a lot of different church services. So I think I've been to about 25 or 30 different church services in Wells congregations, mostly missions, across this United States this past year. And they're all so different. I mean, the pastor's personality is different, of course, and the congregation's approach is different, and the worship services, you, you would maybe find it hard to believe, but... But they're quite different from one another. So, some take all their songs from the, right from the hymn book. Some sing praise songs I, I've never even heard of. Some of the pastors wear, wear gowns and albs, and, and some even more fancy gowns. And, and some, 
Lutheran pastors wear a clerical collar. And then I've been in churches where no one's wearing a gown, and the pastor doesn't even wear a, a suit coat or a tie. It, it's, it's all kind of different. It, it's all unique. But there's one thing that does not change in any of those churches. And no, it's not that there's Packer fans in every Wisconsin Synod Lutheran church. The thing that never changes is the message. The pastors all point to Jesus, Christ crucified and risen as the Savior for our sin. They all point to the cross where Jesus was sacrificed as an atonement for our sin, and then they point to the empty tomb where he rose again to give us the confidence and the, and the sure hope that he will abide with us even into life, everlaf- life everlasting. And, and that, that shouldn't change because Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and always, and that means he will always abide to us into this new year and beyond. Amen.